Hey, what's up, guys? Real quick before the episode starts, wanted to let you know that this Sunday for the Hoffenheim match, Carver is going to be joining Jake from 50 Plus Donner doing another watch along. So if you want to watch the match or maybe you're watching at home, you want to watch the match with Carver and Jake, uh, you can find the link for the watch along on our socials at the BVB pod. Also got more info in the description of this episode. Carver, a bit of space for himself. Brandt, and what a chance! It's finished by Mukoko! Of Dortmund masterwork. It is a piece of masterwork. Adeyemi into the area, rounds the goalkeeper, and it! A one-man counter-attack. Coming straight back with Marlon! What a cracking goal from Daniel Marlon! Now at the other end, Radar, and... Oh! Goodness gracious me! And the header by Ale! Joyous! The long wait, the painful wait, is over. Hey, welcome back to the BVB Podcast. My name's Jake, joined as always by Carver. Uh, coming off a, a busy week. How are you doing, man? How's it going? Busy week indeed. Inside and outside of football. I'm doing well, though. How are you? Good. We got Champions League. We got Champions Cup. We got all the champion competitions. Uh, yeah, it's been it's been a fun week. Fun, fun in some circumstances. As a Dortmund fan, it's been a, a pretty average week. Uh, and just right off the bat, I think last week, uh, talking after the matches, I was pretty optimistic with, after that result, I think, you, Carver, you're a little down or like didn't want to get too excited for things. And I was feeling a little more optimistic. I'm like, ah, it's not terrible to get a draw. And then these last couple matches, I'm, I'm uh, I think, I've been humbled or I've been brought back down to reality a little bit more. I think I was optimistic that we could turn things around and we'd be able to figure things out. And it is, it seems kind of the same. So we're going to recap uh, the one wall, one, one draw against Wolfsburg on the road. And then the uh, road match against PSV in the champions league, which also ended in a one-to-one draw. Um, you want to start with Wolfsburg, jump into that one real quick. Uh, but first I'm going to do a quick shout out to, uh, everyone who uh, keeps chiming in and, and talking on our Discord chat, I might have had a, a match slightly spoiled on that, but that's okay. That's why they have notification settings that you can turn off, which I failed to do uh, when I couldn't watch live the other day. But uh, shout out to everyone who's who's been on, in our Discord. If you're not already, there's a link to uh, join our Discord if you want to chat with us and chat with other Dortmund fans throughout the week uh, during matches and all that. It's it's. Uh, small community right now but it's it's really cool to see that continue to build and grow and i think i said this last week uh, but maybe you're a new listener uh, it's a cool opportunity to just meet other dortmund fans and have people to connect with because it, it's not just carver and I are, are both based in st louis but we know we have listeners everywhere uh and it, it's cool to see them uh everyone like people from across the world uh connect on the discord so uh, if you yeah if you want to join we've got the link to the script the link in the description of this episode so you can check that out uh but yeah let's let's get into wolfsburg um do you have the lineup or you i've got it pulled up if you don't yeah i got it so we had a 4-2-3-1 against wolfsburg at the weekend this was a game to uh, again try to build on some momentum from the disappointing performances but not terrible results Again, we are still unbeaten in this calendar year, but we only have, what, f- a few wins as well. or four wins and now three ties. But, uh, so yeah, still trying to build some momentum here and, and find some form. You have a 4-2-3-1, which is a shape I, I really 
do uh, fancy and, and like. I know it's a bit tricky to find your best attacking midfield since Brent is really, in my opinion, like best through the middle. But you have the, of course, Kobo and goal. Well, maybe not, of course, because he did unfortunately pick up a knock right before the PSV game. But you have Kobo and goal, back line of Rearson, Niklas Zula, Schlotterbeck, and Matsin. And then you have Sabitzer and Chan as the double pivots. And then Brent. Royce Sancho is attacking mids with full Krug up top. Uh, I mean, yeah, good to see Koble back. Um, Sancho back in the lineup too. Brandt, like you said, I prefer Brandt in the middle and this is where it gets tricky. Like I want to see, I know Royce has been performing well, like, and, and I love seeing a Royce, but it's just like if Brandt's not in the middle, then I don't, I don't think we're getting the best Brandt. So it's like, do you, <laughs> yeah, do you sit him on the bench? Do you play someone like Jamie Bino Gittens? Of course, we're not the coaches. We don't make these decisions. We don't see what happens in training week after week. Um, but yeah, it's like I, I want to be excited, but at the same time, it's I don't know. It's a little tricky in that scenario. And like I do know these, we've seen these kind of positions rotate pretty frequently. Like, especially when it's you have Adiemi and Malin out on the in the wider positions, you kind of see them float float around and switch positions a lot, uh, which I like and I appreciate about like these our lineup and I guess the versatility and uh, the ability to kind of switch things up on opponents too. Um, right. Especially when you're maybe attacking heavily with Mullen down the right side and then you throw him on the left just to kind of change up uh, how the defenders have to to play. Uh, but yeah, when I, I still think that's that's a luxury when it's Mullen, Adiemi, or maybe put Jamie Bino Gittens and Sancho in there. But with Brandt, it's like if he's not down the middle, then I don't really know <laughs> what we're doing. Yeah, and I think the main argument for playing Royce, given he doesn't have you know the legs much at all uh, for what he used to do, but he still is pretty much the best like presser in this team. Fulkrug obviously is not a striker that is going to go and press, at least consistently and, and efficiently. Brent is neither that player either. Sancho has never been someone who has the best defensive work rate. So you, I think you just have Royce leading that press and you saw that against Wolfsburg and, and PSV as well. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's, I guess it, again, a bit tricky to kind of figure out exactly not only the shape, but the personnel you want to go with. I, I don't know if Terzak really knows his best 11 either, even though it's, he's been in charge for quite a while now. Uh, you could argue again with the, just the congestion of fixtures this week, he is trying to you know, keep some players with, you know, good high levels of fitness. Like Malin didn't see uh, the starting um, starting spot in this game against Wolfsburg. He also didn't come on at all, actually, now that I'm thinking about it. But, of course, you had him saved for PSV, but uh, yes, yeah, still. Um, so this match, obviously, we get the early goal with uh, full Krug. As soon as that happened, I was thinking, here we go. We're going to fly. We're going <laughs> to have another five-plus goal uh, sh- shellacking of Wolfsburg, which I, I feel you like need those- to relax. <laughs> I was, I was, I figured out that wasn't going to happen a little, a little bit later. Um, but I don't know. An early goal, I'm like, okay, cool, here we go. Although I think when that's happened before, it's been home at home. We kind of p- just pile it on against Wolfsburg, and, and sl- sadly that wasn't the case. Um, and yeah, it just after that, like I said, <laughs> my. My expectations were leveled. Um, 
after this match. I don't know if you want to get into any real specifics on this match. Like, I don't have a lot other than we score, scored early, and then it was kind of disappointing. After that, we couldn't do much, much more. I think this is one of the best well-worked goals we've seen this season. Uh, just Again, really well-worked with the, with the movement, whether it's Royce behind. Uh, it's a great pass from Sabitzer. It's, the weight on it is absolutely perfect. Uh, Royce has the you know technical ability to bring it down just in time for full croak to get a touch on it. Um, it's a good finish. And yeah, I mean, we, we do perform relatively well against Wolfsburg, especially in recent meetings in the past several years. But we also, I think the last time before this, we lost when we were away at Wolfsburg. So uh, yeah, I don't have too many specifics either. I mean, I think this was a really sloppy game because just very physical, a lot of stoppages of play. So it was tough to really build any sort of momentum or at least maintain it once we were to have that. Or, yeah, I mean, again, just the same things we've been saying over and over now. We're completely unable to deal with an opposition's press. Wolfsburg pressed very high and, and did pretty well and efficient with their pressing early on, and we just had no answer for that. We, I think we were pretty fortunate to get a goal early on, considering, like you said, Wolfsburg had some chances in those opening minutes. But yeah, I guess we were able to weather the storm similar to PSV, although, you know, didn't look great in the process. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, some quick stats as far as like weathering the storm. Expected goals, Wolfsburg 1.85. We we were at 1.4, uh, but they were a little higher on that. Uh, we had 12 total shots. They had 11, uh, but they had three big chances to our two. Wow. Um, yeah. So, as far as, yeah, like you said, weathering the storm, kind of lucky to, to get an early goal. And then I guess hang on to the hang on to the draw. Um, total, I mean, shots on target. We had five, and they uh, they have four. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It, it, just not a lot. Like the goal, yeah, the goal is good, and that's what it's like, I think we see some glimpses of some positive play. But I feel like we've probably hit on this before. Um, like we we see these glimpses of the the Dortmund of old right like the quick passing and the the nice one touch movement and, and that kind of stuff but it, it like it doesn't happen that often it seems like and when it happens we get some really good chances off um, I think PSV is another example of like the the goal in that one we'll we'll talk about it but yeah just overall like we're not seeing what we want to and that's why we're just kind of well, whatever <laughs> moving on yeah. It's pretty rare to see us have any sort of link-up play that is easy on the eye. And and I mentioned this last week. Whenever we have seen those glimpses under Terzic, it is mostly due to player-driven decision-making rather than the patterns that Terzic is trying to uh, write up in his trainings or whatever, just the ideas that he has. So I, you know, I'm not trying to be too harsh, but at the same time, I think that is you know based in reality that. These are those moments are not necessarily from the coaching standpoint, rather than just the quality that we have at our disposal in attack. Yeah, and I, I mean, I know it obviously depends on like how we're playing, who we're playing, and how they're they're set up and they're playing too. Because I think in those we're good in those moments, and we see the, those moments of of quick play when almost like in transition or counter. Like I think we we have individuals who can make those quick decisions. We can look really deadly on a counter in a match against Wolfsburg where they kind of sit back a little bit. Like we had significantly more possession. So we're not going to see those opportunities as much. And But that's, again, I think we've talked about not being as much of a pressing team. And that's what I'd like to see more is like kind of 
create those moments from pressing and, and getting those turnovers to then uh, be able to hit them. And, and I don't, I don't mean like emphasis on the pressing. I don't want us to be a low block team. I don't want us to sit back and wait for a counter. I want us to create those opportunities by pressing like high. And, and that's what also I, f- I feel like we've been missing. And if we're doing it, it just hasn't been cohesive uh, as a, as a unit. But yeah, when there, there has been multiple times where we've seen really good opportunities and chances come from those. Yeah. I mean, you could say, and, and this may be a little bit generous, but our, our, counter pressing is actually pretty decent if you were to look at the numbers in any given match it's usually around like nine seconds for us to recover the ball which is pretty impressive but when it comes to just actually pressing against the ball when we are in defense that's when i think we are very inefficient um like you said yeah it's, it's disjointed it's static and that's not just against the ball either. that's with the ball i think that's where i mean very there's very few far in between moments where we look actually like an actual unit rather than just um, struggling to understand that if any ideas that Terzak has at the moment. I was going to make another point as far as just pressing, I guess structure, but it kind of leads into the PSV match where I think we saw uh, quite a few issues too. Do you want to get into that one? Is there anything else from Wolfsburg or do you want to move on to PSV? Chamberlain? I can't think of anything really. I think this is a pretty forgettable game like most others in recent weeks. All right, moving on PSV. Uh, back, uh, Champions League resumes. And so the lineup for this match, uh, some rotation. Koble was out. I think, was it during warmups where he went out? So we saw Meyer and goal. Um, Rearson, Hummels coming back in, Schlotterbeck, uh, and then Matson was our back line. We had Chan and Sabitzer uh, in the holding, or the pivot again. Um, Sancho out on the left, Royce, and then Mollen back in the lineup in full Krug up top right top so lineup. no i mean not too much of, i was really hoping mullen was obviously going to start given he didn't get any minutes against Wolfsburg. uh i'm just yeah i'm not i'm really really not trying to be a broken record on our show here but just it's just the same shit every week and when you have an actual quality opponent like psv and you could argue you know higher quality not than psv but just higher quality than in recent weeks um compared to like Wolfsburg. You know, we we struggled against these lower level teams and teams that are just are not on our same level in terms of quality for a while now. And we are still getting outplayed, I would argue, the majority of the time. And now we are against oppositions who can actually perform an efficient high press. And it's just really tough to watch. I mean, it really is. We little to no ideas in build up against sloppy and static, disjointed, that heavily relies on long balls from the likes of Schlotterbeck, which, I mean, I'm not knocking him. He's got the quality to really ping a fantastic pass. And, you know, he could do a lot more things with the ball, of course, but it's just we're too heavily reliant on those balls. And if it's not Schlotterbeck pinging the ball forward for full Krug to maybe get a touch on and we can be in, it's Chan trying to find like a pocket of space to attack and then immediately playing a back pass. And there's just like little to no creativity in midfield outside of that. I saw this stat earlier on Twitter today actually saying, which, and I mentioned this before, that Dortmund plays more long balls than Stuttgart, Leipzig, Bayern, and Leverkusen. And we also resort to more sideways passes as well, which, again, slowing down the game. We're not a quick team, really, unless it's like an counterattack. If we are in possession, sometimes it could take two, even three minutes to get out of our own half, for God's sake. But we send the ball sideways and across the midfield more than twice as Leverkusen. 
And I'm not, you know, I know Chabi Alonso is on like a whole different level when it comes to coaching than Terzic. But man, again, we have the quality at our disposal to do better than what we are seeing time in, time again in build-up play. It's, it's again, just it's unwatchable. Yeah, I mean, first, like right off the bat, like you said, I mean, we got a PSV deserves a ton of credit because they are unbeaten. Um, they're not on Leverkusen's level and they're Eredivisie, but I mean, in they're they're a great team, like you said, and they're undefeated in the Eredivisie. Uh, mm-hmm. Until they're, I think they're clear. They're like they have a ten point lead. Uh, like they're sitting in first with a ten point goal or not goal difference, mm-hmm. 10, 10 points plus on points. Um, yeah, and unbeaten in the Eredivisie, which is just such a feat like that's great that's pretty wild uh and leverkusen's the only other team doing that i mean they're undefeated leverkusen's undefeated everywhere in in europe in all comps but still like to hold that in your league means they are a very quality team just because they play an air divisi like you can't write them off you can't say they're an easy team by any means um and yeah they 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 showed it right like i i feel like every time like it, it just felt like i'm watching this game and we're we're they're they're pressing or like they're pressing us to where like I just feel like we never got it into our attacking third at all. No, like we played the we played the whole match basically in our defensive third. Uh, they had the high press. Uh, they they kept like I don't know that first fifteen minutes. I felt like we were just under fire the whole time, and then they like Tillman should have had a goal where they they cut through and he was completely wide open. He just pulled the shot wide, but I mean he was in on goal and, and should have had it. Um, and it just kind of felt like that the whole match. Like yeah. I, I think early on we had, we had a couple breakaway moments, but it was basically, it just felt like Dolan. <laughs> I combined Mollen, Dolan, Danielle Mollen. Yeah. Uh, kind of breaking away, uh, which shout out. He was playing against his former club. Um, I thought he, he was the only one who, who looked really dangerous and kind of just doing things on his own. Uh, and then, of course, we get the goal in the 24th minute, which was a, I think it came off a, a throw in, but it was some nice quick passing, finding Mullen out wide. Who, um, I mean, think there was a deflection off Dest, which kind of popped the ball up into the corner um, of the, the like upper 90. So, kind of a, a freak goal a little bit because it was a pretty big deflection. But yeah, I, he was the only one who really looked dangerous. In that moment, we looked good because it was the, the quick quick passing um but yeah besides that it was it's kind of a rough watch yeah i think the strategy in attack should have been to attack the left hand side of psv given us as american fans we know dest for the most part is not a great defender um so yeah i'm not too surprised that we scored going down that uh left hand side but like you mentioned yeah outside of that there's not too much to Really report that we haven't said plenty of times before. I mean, I will say Sancho had a pretty big stinker mm-hmm. against PSV. I mean, I think he's still taking one too many touches in a lot of moments. And I know that can sound nitpicky to someone who's not paying as much attention. But at this sort of level, that is the difference. And he just has to get the ball off his feet quicker. It's, it's, you know, it's the moment where uh, the runs are going to be covered. You name it. So, I mean, he needs to do better with the ball at his feet. I don't think Matson had that great of a game either. He gave the ball away that easily could have resulted in the goal. So, both of those players really doing a number of their price tags in the summer. But, um, yeah, I'm imagining Peter Bosch was just sitting on the side and looking at Terzic like, wow, 
This is the guy that is the head coach of Dortmund right now, even though I got sacked way. I know, of course, Boge was probably rightfully so given the streak, the losing streak that we were on, but he's just looking at Terzic thinking like, Jesus Christ, how is this man still head coach of Dortmund week in and week out, which is these kind of performances because uh, once again, Terzic is just out coached. Yeah. And you could see how easily they played out of our press pretty much all game. Yeah, it was, it felt like, I don't know, it, they, yeah, just completely out, out coached, outclassed. Like we, it was crazy to watch because I know a lot of people would, I mean, maybe Dortmund doesn't have the best reputation right now in the, the European perspective. Um, but it, it just looked, it was sad. Like for, for a Dortmund fan, of course it was sad. But I think when you look at the expectation levels, like what, what you would think, like maybe a neutral coming into this, like, oh, it's, it's Brucey Dortmund. You probably know who they are a little more than hmm. PSV, uh, Eredivisie versus Bundesliga. Like you would, but they were so much more the better team. Um, and yeah, there was a moment too. I don't know if you saw this, but <laughs> Terzic, uh, Shaheen, and Bender were oh, on I screen. Yep. And dear God, like you see Shaheen and Bender just like breaking things down, going and <laughs> they're like figuring things out, right? And Terzic is sitting there looking at them and he looks completely deer in headlights. Has no, like, has no input isn't saying anything and he just looks like he's like waiting for a moment to chime in but has nothing to say he, he has and that just that was i don't know that said so many things in like there's so many things were said in that moment um and they were all bad for Terzic and i i don't know it was just like it was comical and it was sad at the same time yeah and i know it's a very short like cut that they had and i don't want to read too much into it but at the same time, you know, ex- what you saw there and just the frustration from Sahin and Bender and Terry's kind of looking clueless, you saw that on full display throughout this match and, and not this one exclusively either. I mean, it just keeps going back and back. I think a lot of the problems that we mentioned time and time again are a coaching problem. And I had that written in my notes here looking at that cut here, but um, it's, it's not just a coaching problem. It's also like a recruitment problem. And of course, that also can come down to Terzik with the power that he had last summer, but this team, especially in midfield, are just full of technically inadequate players. When you constantly are looking at the bench in the 60th minute and you're thinking like, I don't know, I guess we could bring on Ozchan who can do really nothing with the ball besides the same things that we mentioned already, the sideways or backwards passes that slows things down. Hell, he should have given away a, ga- a goal against Heidenheim. That's why you see Matson drifting into the central midfield Mm. half the time, and then our back line shifts into a back three. And Terzic knows this because he has no player in midfield that can be technically adequate, that can drive the ball forward and make things happen, find space to attack and actually play a ball forward, play a ball in behind. Sabitzer, you see glimpses of that, but that's just, it's just not enough. And of course, you have Mecha that's injured, but there should have been more focus on that in the summer. I'm now blanking off the top of my head. I can't remember who, but I mean, there were at least two names that from reports that Kale was targeting that would have been central midfielders that would have been that exact same player profile who that we needed. Was, who's the guy that went to you go to West Ham Alvarez? The Oh, yeah, I should. Sorry. He was a six more of, I guess, kind of like Chan type. Um, but there was some other players. I don't know why I'm still blanking. There was a player in the French League that we were looking at that have uh, did not obviously eventually 
come here. But <laughs> obviously, <laughs> yeah, it's it's just it's a top down issue, though. I'm not trying to take the blame completely off the players because there are games you can point to in this season and say, like, this is where the players should have given more. But the vast majority of the time, this is a coaching problem. This is a recruitment problem. It's a top down issue. And everyone knows at this point, except for Vatska, I guess, apparently that Terzik is just not the man. You, of course, you could point to this draw against PSV and say like, hey, we're still favorites going back home at the Westfalen Stadion at the reverse fixture. Sure, but I'm still just so sick of being tired of being outplayed by virtually every single opponent at every single level. I mean, it doesn't even have to be in this division of Germany. It's, it's against every opposition that we come across. We are getting outplayed. We're getting outcoached. The other teams clearly have more effort. They want it more. They're winning the second and third balls time and time again. It's um, it's it's not complicated stuff either. You know, I, I know this is elite level football, but a lot of the things that we're talking about are pretty fundamental. And Terzik is really missing the mark on a lot of them. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, going back home, like overall, I guess like Champions League, you look at it, it it's a, the the best result I think we could have got given the. The circumstances uh, it is good to take a draw back home um but yeah seeing how this game played out like it, it, it feels like we got we got very lucky psv should have capitalized a little more uh, but if, if they come to dortmund and they they play us like that like i don't think we're going to stand a chance um just some quick stats ball possession 55 percent for psv um expected goals 1.58 for psv 0.86 to us <sighs> Uh, so again, I mean, we <laughs> constantly underperforming with the XG of every team we come across has a better XG as well. Yeah. And, and the goal too, like the goal went in cause a, a deflection, like Mullen, we've seen Mullen like have some shots and some goals from uh, difficult angles. Um, but that was because it was, it, there was a kind of difficult angle and because the deflection is why that went into. And besides that, yeah, not, I don't know. Those are the XG is really one of what I wanted to hit on. And, and again, if they, cause you know, they're going to be, they're going to be fired up. They're going to, I feel like PSV is going to come away with, or come to Dortmund with a lot more confidence and in drive and want to get the result. And I, I don't know, it's now it's a very scary matchup. Like we thought this was a, a decent draw. And I, I think it still was a decent draw as far as matchup draw, not draw on the field. Um, but now it seems like a very scary prospect if they come to Dortmund and play play us how they, they did this match. Yeah, and they know how to play against us as well. And I forgot to mention too, we have to mention that Terzic brings on Marius Wolf in the 68th minute was for reasons no one around me at the bar could think of, especially because he was playing him as a winger. It's not like Wolf was brought on to play in the back line because of a lack of fitness for Rearson or Matson or whatever. No, he he brought on Wolf to play as a right winger. The only thing I could possibly think of is just be, is is he's going to track back, I guess. And in that case, Terzik is just playing for the draw. And again, we are constantly looking either fearful or unidealistic against these teams. I mean, you hit, look at this bench. You have players like. <clears throat> I mean, why Bino Gittens didn't get any minutes against PSV is beyond me. I think he could have lit that defense up, especially Serginho Dest. Are you kidding me? That's he would what, have cooked him. That's yeah. I mean, right that right there is the biggest question mark. Is like, how does Wolf come in over 
JBG. Doesn't yeah. make any sense. You can end it right there. But also, Durnville's back. I was uh, going to say that too. Yeah. <laughs> it, you know, it, what's the point of bringing him in, along with if he is not fit to play any minutes whatsoever? I'm not asking him to play. I'm not asking him to start. I'm not asking him to play an hour. But if the man cannot do 10 to 15 minutes in games like this, I don't understand why we're bringing him along. Yeah, I don't know. Pretty wild. And I know like Bamba, Bamba definitely lower on the depth charts, probably lower than I would have preferred than him Durnville. But yeah, well, I, I think we've seen him play more attacking minutes than Wolf so far. I know Wolf was a winger, but we converted him to a fullback and that's just where he's been playing the last year and a half. I understand like, yeah, maybe he he, he can still be a winger. But when it's been so long and you have the options we had on the bench, it's just beyond me. And how like, I, I don't know, just crazy. It's just it's crazy. A, it's just a really bad decision. It really is. It's almost as bad as the penalty call against us. <laughs> that was next right on my notes. the hour mark. <laughs> What's that? I said that was next on my notes. And yeah. I mean, the if you want to have the positive takeaway, which there's a lot of reasons not to, but we get the draw and the fact that their one goal was this wild, wild penalty call, which should not have been given, uh, is I guess my one positive outlook. Yeah, that is crazy. Yes, did he... He he got him eventually, but he clearly got the ball, and in no way was the him hitting his legs. That I don't know. The ball was also away from him, and Hummels was clearly to it first. Got a touch on it, just crazy. I think yeah. there was a quote from Hummels after the match too, where he said even like the PSV players were like laughing because they couldn't believe it either. Right? They, yeah, they were grinning. I mean. He he clearly got nothing but the ball at least halfway through that challenge. And yeah, you could argue there's some contact at the end, but what is your body supposed to do in that situation when you're already halfway through a slide and getting the ball? I I, I don't know. I think that was a very well-timed and well-executed tackle. And the fact that, and of course, there's a, there's a handful of referees in the booth for VAR, so there's probably a lot of communication going on that obviously we did not hear or witness, but there was... So little time after the call was made for the ref to be like, yeah, that's just going to stand. And, you know, he didn't, let alone, he didn't go to look for it either, which of course he's not going to do that unless VAR tells him to go look at it. But it's just, I don't know, it's mind boggling to me that once a penalty is called, even though it's, it, it's clearly cannot look like it's not a penalty, the chances of it getting overturned are just that much more minimal whenever uh, the call is already made. And I just think that's a very shambolic decision. Yeah, it's it's an unfortunate penalty to concede because I just I just don't think it was uh, the right call. Yeah, I, I I I don't know why he didn't go look at it. I I just they looked at it quite a bit, and I I guess they could the guys in the booth could maybe rationalize. Yeah, he came through, but he came through after clearly getting the ball. Uh, Tillman was had no possession of the ball at that point, like. I don't know. I, I see the guy on the field almost like I I know what I called and I I'm I'm right. So maybe he was like I don't need to go look at the booth. Like I'm I'm or at the the monitor. I'm good. But I can't imagine those guys in the booth weren't telling him to. Maybe you wanted a second look. I I feel like it was just like a, I called it. I'm standing by it. Right. Which is also frustrating. Like I mean, obviously there's we don't have to go on about the, like the so many issues with VAR. But this was just just wild. Yeah, there really needs to be a serious investigation of what VAR, what the role of it is, because like a handball, no one really seems to know. It changes from time every goddamn game, and and within every game, 
Well, in competitions too, right? Like, yeah, yeah. I do. I I've said it before. I don't think everyone agrees, but I feel like the Bundesliga kind of gets things right more often than not, more often than other leagues. Um, and I think their process is a bit quicker, like quicker and, and better. Um, maybe they just have better communication. I don't know. Uh, but this Champions League match, um, like it, it just, I'm not saying Champions League has worse officiating or worse VRs, but I think the in, the levels of inconsistency between competitions um, is what is not, it's not good. And not saying, I'm not saying Hummels should be like, oh, maybe don't go for a tackle because we're Champions League and they ref differently or because whatever, like the tackle was fine. Um, just more of the like, the fan perspective, it's it sucks how like the, the in- inconsistencies and then, yeah, I don't know. It just sucks. Why do they, why do they got to suck? Yeah. <laughs> it's, ru- it's ruining the game. Game's gone. Yeah, really shitty decision. And it's unfortunate because, again, we were 1-0 up and to take a win back home would have been huge. But that shouldn't be an excuse for the the performance that, once again, this team put on. And and a lot of that comes down to coaching, man. I I mean, every issue we talked about so far, it's it's just going to be the same thing over and over. Tirza clearly is out of his depth in what he's trying to do here. When you got anything else from this match, you want to move on to uh next one? Oh, God, who do we even play? (laughs) (laughs) I got it. I kind of knew, but I kind of forgot because I'm I'm just exhausted. I'm prepared for this one. Hoffenheim at home uh, this Sunday. I almost said Mm -hmm. not Sunday. Sunday, uh, 11.30 Eastern time. Um, Yeah, so at home, that's good, right? Yes, Hoffenheim, very good on the road, unfortunately. They've been a pretty solid team this year. But they have not won a game since December, and... Outside right, of I'm that, not prepared. I take it back. I'm not prepared. I only knew who we were playing. They won. They had, they've only won one game uh, since December, and another their win before that was October. So I mean, they have not been able to get much of any results lately. Um, so I'm hoping we can just you know get this one out of the way, get three points, and then hit PSV right and be focusing on that again. Then you want to take uh, one game at a time, but this should really be a winnable game. But who knows? I mean. I imagine it's going to be low scoring. I um, in Hoffenheim. Uh, yeah, they're not in the greatest of form, but I, I just, I don't feel great still. But I, I think we still probably will win. But I'm just, I'm thinking it's going to be a low scoring game, and it's going to be the same shit we see every week. Um, I don't know why you let me try to preview anything because yeah, I, I think I remember the first match we played against Hoffenheim, and they were in really good away form then, and then. That's on me for being a terrible host and not even like checking their recent form. I'm just like, yeah, they're good on the road. And they, uh, yeah, their results have been kind of trash lately. But I mean, they do have more wins away than at home. They have two wins at home and they have five wins away. So it's that stat still rings true. And they have a better goal differential. They have more points overall, of course. I'm just trying to cop that I'm an idiot sometimes. (laughs) And that's okay. I'm an idiot all the time. It's and yeah, pod- we still got an audience, baby. It's a podcast for everybody. Even if you're an idi- idiot and you don't know anything, no, no, that's no, fine. no. They're, that's the audience, fine. no. <laughs> we just start blaming just, the audience. It's well, actually so, your guys. It's just okay if you feel like you have no idea what's going on, because clearly I don't. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, we haven't been great either. I know. Yeah, just you know, we've been doing this podcast for a while and we're in one of those those ruts right now where things aren't great um 
but yeah, I, yeah, I, I think it is going to be tough. I don't know how we're going to line up. I don't know if we're going to be able to put things together in the final third. Uh, and I feel like we might just get cut through again. So uh, yeah, I don't have a ton of confidence. I'm, I'm always hopeful that we can turn things around. Um, now I'm more realistic to where maybe we turn around this match and who knows what's going to happen in the, <laughs> the next one. But I will, uh, yeah, I'll predict, a. I feel like I've been going with this a lot, but two, one, two, one, uh, no one. Oh, I'm going one. Oh, I think it's going to be a one. Oh, win. Okay. I was going to say that's the score I've been going with a lot, but I'm, I'm going to go with it again. I'm going to go the two, one. At this point, but I think I one nil is also a good shout, though. I, I think if it is not a two one us, it's going to be one nil us. Because at this point, from what we've seen lately, I don't see us scoring multiple goals. I hope I'm right. wrong. I hope we go crazy and it ends four one. Um, but yeah, and do you know as far as like lineup or anything? Um, so we don't have Champions League next week. That's that's got a week off. Um, Correct. Yep. So we should see i know we'll, we'll guys will kind of regen after this last match but uh we got time to rest after that so should see a strong lineup i hope um but as far as like i guess my question is i haven't seen anything on uh Koble. do you know like what his injury is what we might be looking at with him yeah so the reports from what i've seen today are he may be back but it's still questionable and the club is pretty clear on not risking him at the moment so, I mean, I think the the extra day, of course, is going to be out on Friday. You might already know, but I think the extra day of training, um, you know, maybe the difference either way, who knows. But at the moment, it looks like they're not looking to risk him, which is unfortunate. But yeah, I mean, you still have some other injuries too. I mean, adeyemi has been out for a while. Halaire, of course, picked somehow picked up an injury when he was leaving uh, Ivory Coast. Was it in the celebrations? <laughs> what it, did it happen fucking, in the It might have been, who knows? That oh. it's the the man cannot catch up when it comes to Dortmund. Haller cannot catch a break. <laughs> oh man, yeah, so sad. It is it's sad. So sad. <sighs> yeah, and, and I do. I mean, I do have to shout out Meyer, and I gave him a lot of love when we did our our signings, ratings, and everything. Because I do, I think Meyer Loki is like one of my favorites. Because I I do think, uh, I'll just reemphasize like how his his previous experience. And we obviously brought him in for this role as a second keeper. And I, yeah, I, I love the dude. I think he's, he's always put in really good performances um, when, when he, when he uh, is, is called upon. So I'm like, I'm not even worried if, if it is Meyer, I was just generally, again, I, I've kind of been off and I haven't seen uh, the Kobel situation, but if Meyer has to play like that doesn't stress me out too much. Um, he's not on the level as Kobel, obviously. But I, I think he always does a, a decent job. And in the in the PSV match, there was a I think there was a corner or a cross that came in. I wanted to give him credit for too, where he was was able to come out and be really big a bit against De Jong in um one. I, I don't think he he didn't catch the ball, but he was able to recover it. Um like grab drop and then pick it back up. Um so I don't know. I love Meyer. That's all. No, that's a really good shout. I mean as much as we love Koble, he is a goalkeeper that can just like randomly before big matches be absent for whatever reason. And sometimes it can be for a slightly extended period of time. So the fact that Meyer has to immediately just be ready and, and on the go uh, in such short circumstances and to fill the shoes of arguably the best keeper in the world is, uh, it, it sh- should absolutely be praised. Yeah. I think that's a good yep. shout to give him a little love because the man stays 
very consistent too, mind you. I mean, we talked about it before too, just how you know impressive he is on the ball with uh, the ball at his feet, given you know again little no excuse me no experience in the Bundesliga before Dortmund. Mm-hmm. So yeah, good shout. What really won me over was when he went blonde in the summer and then we saw right. him in Chicago. I was like, I love this man. I love him so much. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, any anything else before we wrap? Kind of hit it all. We're kind of down. And that's just the, the Dortmund life. When you think things might be looking up, you'll be humbled. <laughs> Brought back to reality. <laughs> Until we're out of this Terzic era. Of course, it's it's bigger than Terzic, but I think a big part of that, of us getting back to just better football is going to be a different coach. So 2025 I, when Vatska retires? Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Do we just Who's take a break say, until then? Do we just take a, a break from the podcast? Big hiatus? Yeah. No. I'm just we, I mean, like you said, it, we should see a strong lineup against Offenheim, though. That's almost a full week off. Of course, you're, and Wesley's a very short drive to Eidenhoven from Dortmund, but... Yeah, I mean, the game was on Tuesday, so you have pretty much all week to recuperate and hopefully yeah, bring out a strong lineup that can overwhelm Hoffenheim pretty quick. Yeah. Um, I, Sorry, I want to hit on one more thing. Just Sancho. Like, I hope I hope we see Sancho, and I just hope we see... You, you touched on it, like, Sancho just holding on to the ball a little too long. Um, now I'm... I'm before Carver and I started recording, I was like, I took more notes to try to be a little less all over the place and now i'm gonna go revert back to something you said like 15 minutes ago <laughs> what just something i i want to see from sancho which i think can help dortmund so much is that like we saw it i think the first couple of matches were like okay he's he needs to get rid of the ball but he's kind of just getting back into things obviously he hasn't played in a really long time but now we're kind of at that phase where it's like okay we really need to see you see better decision making from you work with the team a little bit better. Like, yeah, you're, he's a threat. And I think he scares defenders when he's out there and just trying to take people on. But it's like, a, we need to start to see that him transition into this a little more mature, mature footballer and, and someone who can make the right decisions. And I think that's can be a key to us being a little more dangerous and a little better. So hopefully that's like kind of just a lookout call out. I want to see against Hoffenheim. I completely agree. Yeah. I will say, I think he is reaching, if not already, I think he is reaching that maximum top fitness. I mean, you saw he had some really good runs uh, just to get to like a second ball this game. I can't remember what off the top of my head, what part of the game it was, but he did outrun. Um, I don't know if it was back at Yoko. Someone might else I'm misremembering from PSV, but you could see his fitness levels are definitely there. But yeah, his decision making needs to improve. And I'm just going to use that as a random call out and plug for uh, Discord, Twitter, Instagram. What do you want to see in in the upcoming match? Uh, If you have any thoughts from the PSV match or anything we we didn't hit on, please reach out Twitter or X. I'm trying to use X better because I... No, don't. I, well, I know. I just feel I'm like someone who dead names, but like with Twitter. Forever. (laughs) Forever. I I was like, it's going to, it's going to go back. And now I'm just like. It's never going back. I'm like accepting defeat. Anyways, Twitter, Instagram, at the BVB pod, BVB pod. Um, you can email us too. And then, of course, join that Discord chat. Uh, I'm just going to push that the most. If you haven't already, join us on Discord. Description or the link to everything is in the description of this episode. And we will be back next week. We, we also got some fun guests lined up in the next few weeks. So stay tuned. I will elaborate a little bit more on that next week. But yes, some I fun people the- coming up. 
I love the tease. When, when mm-hmm. just give me a, well, give me the date so that I can put it in my calendar. <laughs> you, <laughs> on air right now? <laughs> I just want a tease, more of a tease. When are we going to have again? First week of March. All right. And then maybe we're going to tease it even earlier. Because I was going to say, we'll, we'll let you know in the Discord. Here's a little big plug to get in the Discord. We'll let you know in the Discord. Maybe not right now, but we'll let people know a little sooner in the Discord. <laughs> Listeners are just like, yeah, whatever. It's, it's like, fine. I'm, shut up about the damn Discord. <laughs> All right. We'll see you guys later. <laughs> I just want to give you another reminder. Sunday, Carver is going to be joining Jake from 50 Plus Donner to do another watch along for the Hoffenheim match this Sunday. So if you want to join them for that, you can get the link uh, for the watch along on our socials on 50 plus donor socials and all that info can also be found in the description of this episode. See ya.